coaching can help you gain deeper understanding of challenges that may be holding you back. You may not realize that there are others who may be successful and operating successful businesses who share some of the same challenges that you are facing. Welcome to Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. Our program will look into the individuals and their challenges and show how the coaching process may be what they need to find the root causes of these challenges within themselves and learn to work through these challenges in order to find success. Now, here's your host, Ronald Graves. Hello, welcome to Coaching for Real, brought to you by Poema Leadership Institute, the show that brings you real people, real challenges, and real breakthrough. Again, I'm your host, Ronald Graves. And this show is about you. Coaching for Real is on the Voice America Business Channel to help you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness. The title of today's program is A Better Life, an inspiring story about starting over, which is actually the title of one of our guest's books. You'll want to stay tuned because we'll be discussing that book a little later in the show. But right now, I want to share a quote with you that echoes our show title and simply states that Improvement in any area of your life can only come from an increased level of consciousness. Let me repeat that. Improvement in any area of your life can only come from an increased level of consciousness. So what about you? How are you addressing that big challenge that's staring you in the face? That mountain that's standing in your way? What if you could see that obstacle from an entirely new perspective? From a level of consciousness that you never realized you could reach. How important would that be to you? If that's what you're looking for, let me know. You can reach out to me at ronald at ronaldgraves.com. That's ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Our special guest today is Sean Anderson. Sean is a number one ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. So prepare to be inspired. A six-time author, over 75,000 books sold, Sean is also the creator of Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the power we each have to create positive change when we go the extra mile. On November 1st, 2016, 560 cities across the country made the declaration and recognized local local one extra mile heroes. Having been in Having, besides having inspired thousands through his speaking and writing, Sean's built a million-dollar company, pedaled a bike solo across the U.S. twice, and created adventures in over 40 countries, including having walked 550 miles across Spain, 450 miles up the coast of Portugal, and 750 miles around the island of Shikoku, Japan. This year, Sean will finish his seventh book, Walk Across England and Ireland, and take his Go the Extra Mile message on a speaking tour in Central America and continue building on the success and the reach of Extra Mile Day, November 1st. So welcome, Sean. Ronald, it is a privilege and a pleasure to be with you today, my friend. All right. How are you today? Hey, it's, I'm excellent. I'm, I'm in California and the sun is out and it is shining, so it's a pretty awesome day here. Outstanding. Well, thank you very much for being on our show. Absolutely. And Sean, let's, I'm going to take us back to the beginning, and you can decide where that is, and take us along on your journey up to the point in your life where you decided to write your first book. 
Well, I, I really view myself as being a pretty ordinary guy, except I believe in the extraordinary. I believe that if we have intention for our life, if we see what we want our lives to become, if we apply massive action to that, we can create whatever we want to. It first started for me, I guess, after I had graduated from Berkeley, and I was working in a 7-Eleven graveyard shift, stocking coolers at nighttime, and I started going, man, life has got to be a little bit better than this. It's not what I was meant to do. I started reading every motivational book I could lay my hands on, every great biography and every great success story, and I started asking myself a very simple question. What if? What if I could do and believe and think what these men and women did? From that point on, I started to change my world as I started to change my thinking because oftentimes when we change our inside, that's when our outside started to change. So I really look at that as being a graduation date, a graduation date from living from the ordinary and into the extraordinary. Wow, pretty good. So let's talk about the process of writing, editing, and producing that first book. Can you take us through that journey, that time for us? Well, the very first book that I wrote was a book called Soar to the Top, S-O-A-R, Soar to the Top. And I remember being very influenced by a book by Benjamin Franklin, the, the autobiography of Ben Franklin. And, and I, I, really, I really resonated with his, his principles of following a, a quality that he wanted to change about his life and really working on it for a whole month and then making it happen. I liked that detail. One day I was running out on the beach and I looked out over the ocean and I saw these seagulls flying fearlessly out over the ocean. They were so high and they were flying far. There was no land that they were going, but they were just going for it. And I started thinking, man, I, I, I would love to live with that same kind of boldness, being able to take risks, being able to fly where I can't see destinations that I can't really see and go for it. And so combining the Ben Franklin book and that one moment, I came up with this concept called SOAR, S-O-A-R, being able to see the dream so clearly you know exactly where you want to go. You can taste it. You can feel it. You can see it with your mind's eye. The O stood for organizing, organizing that dream into a step-by-step plan. It's not enough, Ronald, just to have a goal or a dream or a vision. You have to have a plan to get there, S. O-A. The A stood for acting, taking action on that plan. I could go home tonight and I could sit in front of the TV and I could buy imaginary vows with Pat Sajak and Vanna White, but that doesn't really get me to where I want to go. Seeing, organizing, acting, and the R stood for rejecting. Rejecting failure, rejecting my own stinking thinking, rejecting what other people might think about me not being able to do something. Soar to the Top became my very first book, and that's exactly how it started, by reading something by Benjamin Franklin and by the inspiration of a seagull flying out towards Japan. Wow. Can you talk us through how you actually went about writing the book and then you know, getting editors to work on it and then actually getting it published and out in the market? Well, the very first book, uh, the, the Soar to the Top, I, I couldn't find a publisher to accept that book because at that point... Who was I to really be able to sell inspiration or motivational or how-to type stuff? So I realized that I needed to take a baby step first. I needed to write a book that I had more credibility on that I could get published and then come back to soar to the top. So having been really successful in college and having that been really fresh in my brain, I wrote a book called Countdown to College, Preparing Your Student for Success in the Collegiate Universe. 
and I was able to find a publisher, was able to get success from that first book, and then it allowed me to go towards my real passion, which was soar to the top. You see, sometimes in life, we've got to take a step back in order to go two step forward. So the very first book, I had to take a step back from what I had already produced, write another book that I could get published. Once I had success, then I had a publish, I had my second and my third publisher say, yes, we want your book. And so that's how that book came about. Interesting. Very interesting. I like, like the thought of, you know, stepping back um, in order to take a different, uh, a different path going forward, which takes you even farther forward than you would have been had you not taken that step back. Um, now, before we, I'm going to go back to the book that actually was the first one you had published, uh, which was not the SOAR book. Uh, I assume that you had some fairly clear expectations on how that process was go. Um, Am I correct? You kind of had to plan. You know what? I, no, I was, I was really kind of blind at it. I, I, I learned as I went. You know, I mean, how can anybody who has never written a book, who has never had a book published, who has never had a book editor, who's never had to go about finding a book cover designer, who's never had to go through that whole process, how can anybody really, really know until you do it? It's oftentimes an interesting thing about coaching sometimes. How can someone truly coach another person to become a millionaire, for example, if that person has never become that himself? How can a person truly coach someone to run a marathon if that person's never run anything more than a 100-yard race? So really, it was just walking through that process myself step by step and researching and learning about all the, the details that I became not even an expert, but I became somewhat proficient at book publishing. Now, six books later, I still don't even consider myself an expert because I'm constantly learning about all the details and things keep on changing. I mean, you know, who knows within the next 10 years if bookstores will even exist. We're moving to the ebook formation or whatever, but, you know, everything keeps changing. And that's the great thing about, about, you know, what we do in life. If we want to empower people, lead people, coach people, man, we better keep on being sharp with what's happening if we want to make other people sharp too. Excellent. So that's, Let's talk about getting that book out on the market. Now, you um, did you have a marketing strategy in place prior to uh, publishing uh, that book? Again, I was just, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, okay, this is the most exciting thing in the world. I have a book publisher, OMG. I am going to sell so many books because I have a book publisher who's out there doing it for me. So again, I, I, I really put so much emphasis on that very first publisher of really guiding me, of directing me. Back then, social media didn't even exist. You know, back right. then, this, this, this whole concept of reaching out on your own and marketing on your own wasn't even there. I trusted solely my book publisher to make it happen. I, I think we probably sold about 8,000 copies of that original book. But, but you know, I... I just looked at the publisher as being the holy grail. The, you know, once you have a publisher, you just met God and everything else is going to be taken care of. That's what I thought. Of course, today it changes because every single day, you know, thousands of people are writing books and pushing books and you've got to take marketing more under your own belt. But back then, not true. Okay. You relied pretty much on your publisher, as you said. Um, talk to me. I know the, you know the saying that one is too small a number to succeed. Did you have any other assistants? Did you have any other mentors or people that helped you through this process in the early, in the early stages? Well, you know, not on, not really on the countdown to college book. I was just, I had a vision, I had passion, and I had purpose. 
man, and when I put my massive action to those three things, just kind of went on my own. I, I really didn't have a mentor for that first book. On my first motivational book that I ever created, that's a whole different story. At that point, I sought out a person who was completely inspiring and motivating to me at that time, and he happened to be a, my church pastor. His name was Dr. John Maxwell, and I was fortunate to be able to set up a meeting and run my book idea by him, and John gave me a great deal of you know inspiration and motivation to keep on going. And 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 But the very first book, no, but the, the book that I cared most passionately about, absolutely yes. Good, good. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick on the topic of book publishing for just a second, or book writing, and then talk to me about how you've evolved from the first book, the second book, and now to book seven. How, how has the market changed? How has social media changed? And what's, what's different today, and how have you kind of evolved from the old days to today? Well, one used to think that if you, you know, like the Kevin Costner movie Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. For a book writer, you used to think, if you write it, they will buy it. Not necessarily true. I mean, today there's just so much competition. I mean, you go on Amazon and it's just crazy how many people are writing books. And and, and now you've really got to take that as a personal responsibility. You have to reach out to your warm market and develop a cold market. And you've got to try to create functions and make it all happen. I've still I've still not found a way to to master the selling of a of a book as as far as you know using the internet, which is one of my great challenges. I, I, primarily, I've been able to to sell my books through you know. Uh, all the speaking gigs that I give. Once I've spoken, people line up in the back of the room and we sell books. Um, so my great challenge still in the future is is I want to know what it feels like to sell 100,000 books on the internet. And that's a short-term goal. We'll work on that one. We'll keep on building. Um, but it's a it's it's this 24-hour, seven-day-a-week sales force that if you can learn to really master that, you've got this amazing power to reach not only California and then North Carolina where you are, but you can meet, reach Spain and England and all over the world. And so that's what we're focused on now. Good, good. Well, I want to go back to the, um, to the book that's actually the title of today's show, um, which I selected, A Better Life, An Inspiring Story About Starting Over. Um, now, this book is an actual story. Now, what inspired you to tell this story? Well, let's go back to those 7-Eleven days. Another inspirational book for me was an author by the name of Og, O.G. Mandino. Og Mandino. Og Mandino wrote a book called The Greatest Miracle in the World. And in that particular book, he was a little bit different than all the other authors in the sense that he didn't give me a list of what to do to be successful, a list of what to do to be healthy, a list of what to do to find financial success, a list of what to do to create healthy relationships. He blended all of it in into a story, a fictional story. And that book had so much impact on me that that's now become the style of which I choose to write. I don't want to just give people a, a, a list and say, hey, these are all the things that you need to do in order to get this and that and this. But, but it's actually letting them pick the nuggets that work for them. Try to write in a way that inspires people with an interesting story and let them pick it out. So that's, that, was, that was how I first um, came about this style was with Augmandino. You see, the mentors and the coaches that we have in life don't truly need to be people that we've even ever met. But they can be people that we've read, whose book that we've read, whose interview that we've seen, who speech that we've heard, many of my greatest mentors, many of my greatest coaches, I count as individuals that I've never even met and some that aren't even alive today. Outstanding. Now, this 
Now, what about, why this story? And I, we've got a couple of minutes left before our first break. Why this story that's actually in this better life? Um, where did that inspiration of the story itself come from? People can relate to having tragedy in their life. They can relate to feeling defeat, feeling failure, feeling rejection. We have those moments, each of us. You do, I do, the listener does, of when life just seems to punch you in the gut and you fall to your knees. What this story was about was a guy named Jay Garfield who was cruising along in life, went to work one day, and all of a sudden the carpet was pulled out from under him and he lost his Job. The story is about what happens to Jay Garfield as he continues to kind of work through his life and, and go through the rejection of realizing that he's been living a mediocre existence until he, reaches, he meets a teacher, a teacher by the name of Amicus, who teaches him 21 life lessons that help change Jay from the inside out, change the inside man, change his outside world. Wow. Now, the story takes place from Wednesday, May 7th to Saturday, June 28th. That's just 52 days. In the grand scheme of things, we really don't expect anything to happen that's big in our lives in just less than two months. Well, it depends sometimes on how much you really focus on your intention. You know, I'm a big believer that as soon as you, as soon as the moment that you snap your fingers and you choose to change your world from that moment on, your world can be changed. When your thoughts start to change, your feelings start to change. When your feelings start to change, your actions start to change. It all begins upstairs with our thinking. Change your thoughts, change your feelings, change your actions, change your world. That can happen the moment that we decide we no longer want to live the life that we are now living. Okay. Well, we are uh, just approaching our first commercial break. So when we return, I'm going to dig a little bit more into this book and ask a few more questions about Sean and some of the, the thoughts that are in that particular publication. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a relationship where you're asked to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship that is focused on your potential, not your performance. This is coaching, a designed alliance where the single purpose is achieving your intended outcome. Discover that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Understand that your current realities do not define your potential. They are merely your current awareness of your potential. Become your own hero. Your greatest possibilities lie beneath your current level of self-awareness. Waiting to be discovered. Choose to live into the greatness that God created for you. Discover the magnitude of what's within you so you can conquer the magnitude of what surrounds you. Your coach is passionate about helping you achieve your masterpiece at RonaldGraves.com. Again, that's RonaldGraves.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. 
Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Welcome back. Talking to Sean Anderson, number one ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others, including us today. When we broke for commercial, we were discussing Sean's book, A Better Life, an inspiring story about starting over. And Sean, in front of the book, you make the following dedication. To those who are inspired to overcome the chaos in life and create their own destiny, this book is for you. As I was preparing for this broadcast, um, I couldn't help but recognize a strong parallel between your dedication and the theme of this show, which reads, real people, that's who you're writing to, real challenges, you use the word chaos, real breakthrough, you call it destiny, this show, or in, this, or in your case, book, is for you. Now, Coaching for Real is about the power of the coaching process. Can you talk about the message behind your dedication? My dedication is for people who truly want to live a better version of themselves, people who might have found themselves in situations where life just kind of came upon them and they didn't really want what came upon them. Perhaps they had a, a relationship that broke up or something that didn't work out. Perhaps they, they had a job where they got terminated or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, life happens to all of us, that, that chaos, that the, the, the defeat, the failure, the tragedy. And so this book was really written just to show people that we are all one on the same team, that we've all experienced it. The feelings of defeat and failure and rejection are universal. But at that point, when life does hit us hard, we have a choice. We have a choice of either staying down on the ground and letting life continue to pummel, pummel us as we're on the ground, or we have the choice of being able to rise up to our knees and push ourselves up again to our feet and continue to try to direct our path, direct our course, and direct our destiny in a way more of our choosing. This book was for those people who really wanted to get up off the ground and start walking the walk that they chose to really walk. Excellent. Now, that reminds me of, you know, we were both uh, kind of uh, followers of John Maxwell, Dr. Maxwell, and I. I um, there's one, there's one thing he comments on every once in a while. He had a meeting with a gentleman one day, and he was asking him some questions. And the answer to this one question was so profound. He said, he asked him, "What do you do when you're down?" Kind of like what you were just talking about. He says, "I'm never down." He says, "I'm either up or I'm getting up," and I, I think that kind of mirrors what you were talking about. That you don't stay down. You're either up or you're getting up. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. I I I, I strongly believe that. I I never lose in life either. I don't lose. You see, I'm either I'm either winning in a moment or I'm learning in a moment. It's 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 so much a matter of how we spin things in our own brain because it's that it's that spin that 
that goes on in that computer that sits on top of our shoulders that really affects the quality of the rest of our life. I mean, if we turn our losses, our defeats, our rejections, our, our failures, instead of turning into to tragedies of our life, turn them into amazing learning experiences that we have the chance to grow from, to evolve from, to become better from. Every single day, I receive rejections rejections from this or that or whatever. But you know what? It's only a chance for me to perfect the pitch, to perfect the presentation, to perfect the confidence, to perfect the purpose, to perfect the passion. So yes, we never lose. We win or we learn. Excellent. Sean, in the book, you have a series of 21 lessons. I'm, I'm going to pick just a few of my favorites and ask if you could elaborate on them for us. I'm going to start with Lesson number two, um, which, which is just pretty much what we were just talking about. Just imagine, dream without limits. Well, let's just imagine for a second. Let's imagine if you spent an extra 20 minutes a day, or let's even go 10 minutes a day. Let's imagine if you spent an extra 10 minutes a day focused on your health. What do you think might happen in the future? Let's imagine today if you just happen to take some flowers home for no reason to your wife or your girlfriend or your partner or whoever, just imagine what she might do or he might do in response to that. Just imagine if you went up to your boss and you said today, you know what, man, I really want to do whatever I can to make this company amazing. What can I do to go the extra mile to make that happen? Just imagine. Sometimes we wish for our life to become better, but how can our life ever become better if we can't imagine what better even means? You can't live a greater, better, more amazing, awesome life unless you know what that looks like beforehand. Just imagine if you spent these extra few minutes every single day in an area that was important to you. Imagine how much more amazing you might become in that area. 10 minutes a day, that adds up. I mean, after a year, you put in a lot of time. Yeah, just imagine if you're a salesperson out there and you say, you know, every day my goal is to make X number of phone calls. Just imagine if you made two more calls every single day. That's 10 more calls in a week. That's, that's 220 calls more in a month if there's 22 working days. Imagine if you multiply that by 12, 22, um, tw you know, all of a sudden you've got, you've got a thousand more options. You don't think that you're going to get just a few more people interested, a few more leads developed, a few more sales closed. You know, when we, when we always go the extra mile and do just a little bit more, we can't help but get extra mile results come back at us. Precisely. I'm going to go to lesson number six. It says, magnets, paintbrushes, and mirrors. Attitude is the difference. Well, absolutely. You know, if, uh, if you were to walk out today into your life and you were to, 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 to be rather downcast and gloomy and if, you're talk, if, you, if the cashier at the store asks you, so, you know, how was your day? Oh, today it's really been a bummer. You know, I, I, I had my radio show and it just wasn't very exciting at all and it was just a, a bad one. So don't you think that she's probably going to start mirroring that back at you a little bit? Let's say that, you know, you, you, you wake up today and you say the first thing you say to your wife is, God, today is just going to be really suck. Today is going to be a terrible day. Well, I got to tell you, 
that attitude is going to start becoming reflecting at you in a million ways. You walk to work with that attitude and people aren't going to want to hang around you. Sales aren't going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. On the other hand, if you take an attitude, you know what? Today's going to be a pretty darn amazing day. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure that a miracle is going to happen in my world today, and I can't wait to see what awesome is going to be there. Your world starts to reflect what you think and what you feel. What you give out is exactly what's going to start coming right back at you. That's what that chapter is about. Excellent. Let me flip that for just a second. What about, what about if you have a great attitude, but you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are negative? Well, people with stinking thinking don't really last a long time in my world, I'll tell you what, because we become who we surround ourselves with. If you've got a, a room full of negative thinkers, imagine you're in a focus group. There's six people. Five of them are stinking thinkers, and it's you trying your best to be positive. I got to tell you, at minute 58 of a 60-minute session, you're going to be dragging. Your thoughts are going to be down, too. So, you know, if, you've got, if you're surrounded by negative people... You got you, you know you've got to change your surroundings. What is that saying? You know, if you wanna if you wanna soar with the eagles, you can't flock with turkeys. The same thing. We become what we think about. We become who we surround ourselves with. If you want to see the direction of your life and what your potential is, look at who you you know most closely relate to, who you communicate with, because that's what your destiny is going to look like too. Outstanding. Lesson number 10, which is uh, one thing I could practice a little more, and that is sharpen your axe, avoid dullness. Well, life's got a way of just wearing us down. You know, I, I mean, just in the course of the day, there's going to be an email that you received that was not good news. Uh, you might have had some traffic problems at work and someone cut you off and, you know, they, they kind of yelled at you through the car. That was a little upsetting. You get to work immediately and then all of a sudden you just, you just find that the, the, your assistant's taking the day off or maybe not there. Life wears you down. And by the time you get home, you are so drained that you just don't have the power to be able to keep going on. You know, if you keep using a dull knife, can you really keep cutting? You can't. So we've got to sharpen ourselves daily. It's like this story. There was two wood choppers. One was a big burly guy that weighed 250 pounds and he was known as the king of the forest, man. He could go through wood splitting as fast as anybody. And he was paired up against a much smaller guy. And so they first started, the big guy was chopping through his wood and he was just pounding through it. He was at, on, the, on the race to get to 21, he was at seven, the little guy was at five. The big guy goes to 15, the little guy's at 12. But then all of a sudden the little guy takes a break. The big guy starts laughing and chuckling and going, ha ha, the little guy gave up. The little guy guy comes back two minutes later and he starts pounding through his pieces so fast. He gets to 21 before the big guy gets to 20. The big guy says, how did you do it? I never stopped. I kept splitting the wood and you took a break. He said, no, I really didn't take a break. I just went and sharpened my axe. And the same thing for us in life. We've got to keep sharpening our axe every single day. If you want to keep thinking positively, you've got to keep sharpening yourself positively. You've got to read books, watch, listen to inspire things. If you want to continue to have good health, you have to focus on it every single day. You have to keep your axe sharpened. If you want to continue to have a great relationship, you can't just expect to continue that with doing dullness at home. You've got to keep it sharp. You've got to keep on communicating and talking and doing unique things. Keep your axe sharpened if you want to live the most sharpened life you can. Good, good advice. I'm going to lesson number 15. 
and the theme will be carried over into the next segment because it says head into the jungle, go the extra mile. Well, that particular story kind of points at a uh, at a at a salesperson that that wasn't making any sales at all because the competition was so great. And so finally she chooses just to take a giant risk and she goes marching into the jungle and she starts selling and to, to, to Indian tribes who had never needed what she had needed ever. She started finding every, you know, barters in every different way. And, and she succeeded in life by just taking this risk. If, if, in, if, if at times you're finding that you're not succeeding to the point you want to take giant risks, take paths that haven't been walked before. Don't keep on walking the same path that everybody else is walking. Walk into the jungle create a whole different market, create different opportunities. Just don't be afraid to take the risk. Great. Now, I can't wait for you to talk about this one. Lesson number 17. Whack the worry weed. Eliminate worry. You know, worry is just part of our human nature. So how do we do that? Well, it is. And, and sometimes, you know, the things that we worry about that are going to happen in the future it just really causes real chaos and stress to grow in our day. We worry about what's going to happen. Oh, my God, am I going to get the job? I mean, I sent out the resume. I haven't heard from this person. Oh, my gosh, what did she think about me? Oh, I, I don't know if, if she's going to call me back. Oh, my gosh, I, I, can't, I don't know how I'm going to come up with the money this month or whatever. I mean, when we start thinking about all the worry that happens to us tomorrow, it really casts a dark, dark cloud on what happens to us today. If you want to whack the worry weed, if you want to eliminate stress and chaos from your world, it's not worrying and thinking about it that's going to make it go away. It's taking massive action and pulling out the weeds, taking action on what's bothering you, taking action and taking an, making an effort on changing the direction. You know, if one, one, when tax season comes along and one always worries about, oh my God, my taxes are hanging over my head and my taxes, I've got to do them, I've got to, you know, that's just worrying about it. But if you want to make the worry go away, why don't you just start doing your taxes? Because with enough doing, things get done. And when things get done, worrying gets stopped. You know, I, I, I can't help but think that some people worry themselves into, you know, a, a, you know, a fanatic state of mind that, that sometimes... Worrying, you know, what we create in our minds with worry is far worse than reality. Yeah, I mean, man, people oftentimes can create Mount Everest over the simplest anthill. You know, we start thinking about everything that could go wrong. Oh, my God, this is going to happen, and then this could happen, and this could happen. And sometimes if we just took that energy... And if we refocused our efforts and instead of just thinking and worrying about it and creating this anxiety and anxiousness uh, within us, if we just took action and chipped away, chipped away, just chipped away at whatever's bothering us, things get better. Whenever we apply action, things start to change. Take action, create change, prevent the worry. If there comes a certain time when whatever's going to happen is going to happen, then it's inevitable. Then just accept that fact and move on. There's nothing that I can do that's going to change this situation. I realize that. I'm aware of that. 
let's move forward with this new situation and let's create something awesome from it anyway. Good. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. I'm going to do one more here, the last lesson, which is lesson 21. See the bigger picture, walk with honor, character, and integrity. I believe that, you know, our society puts these these goals in our brain about you've got to be successful and you have to make all this money and you have to do this and do this and people start to look for shortcuts. And I have never really found a shortcut to awesomeness. It just doesn't happen. I have never found a shortcut to, to, to making a, a lot of money fast. I've never found a shortcut to, to winning the, the, the woman of my dreams fast. Good things, great things, they take time. It's a process. You can't necessarily go from A in the alphabet to Z immediately, but you've got to go through the other 24 letters in between. When you work the process and when you take the steps, when you walk your life with honor and integrity and character and you realize that there are things more important than jumping from A to Z, things happen and before you know it, you've landed at the letter R and S and V and X and Y and Z. Walk with honor, walk with integrity, because at the end of my life, that's probably what I'm going to be thinking about the most, is the, the way that I live my life with decency and passion and purpose and honor, rather than how much money I might have died with. That's a good thought. You know, it makes me think, when you, when you were talking about it, it makes me think that you know, throughout life, and this is true with me and true with a lot of people, that, that the things that were the most difficult, the things that were the most challenging, the things that took the most time, that were the most, that the hardest in the end are the ones we get the most satisfaction out of when we're done. And we have the most pride in having com- accomplished when it's all over. So it goes right along with what you just said. You know, and it's interesting too, I, I, I look at my life and the very worst things that have ever happened to me and now I consider them complete and amazing blessings because I was able to, to gain a sense of persistence and learn passion and learn how to overcome and that just helped me grow in confidence. So everything that happens to us in life can really be a blessing if that's the attitude we choose to look at it. Outstanding. Okay, we're approaching our final commercial break. When we return, we will... Go on with this topic, and I'm going to talk about the extra mile. Go into that in our third segment. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Imagine a relationship where you're asked to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship that is focused on your potential, not your performance. This is coaching, a designed alliance where the single purpose is achieving your intended outcome. Discover that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Understand that your current realities do not define your potential. They are merely your current awareness of your potential. Become your own hero. Your greatest possibilities lie beneath your current level of self-awareness, waiting to be discovered. Choose to live into the greatness that God created for you. Discover the magnitude of what's within you so you can conquer the magnitude of what surrounds you. 
Your coach is passionate about helping you achieve your masterpiece at RonaldGraves.com. Again, that's RonaldGraves.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Hello, we're back with Sean Anderson. and We were discussing and we came to kind of conclusion his, uh, his book called A Better Life and inspiring story about starting over and for this segment I want to change gears um, change topics and discuss extra mile America uh, where did the idea from this project come from Sean well my real passion in life my real juice is reaching down and extending a hand and helping people get back up again and then at that point just really really passionately sharing with everything I have that our lives never change if we continue to do the status quo. Ronald, if, if you and I continue to do the same thing every single day, our results are pretty much predictable. We're going to, continue to con- going to continue to live the same result every day, but it's when we choose to start going the extra mile and doing a little bit more and giving a little bit more and becoming a little bit more that the results and fruits of our life start to change. In 2009, uh, the United States was going through a really, really tough economic time. The whole world was, for that matter. But in America, people were losing their businesses, and 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 even banks were starting to close. Foreclosures were at an all-time high, and I really felt around me that there was this this desperate plea that of of help. People started losing that sense that if you really want to create change in your world, you you you. They stopped looking within themselves and they started looking outside themselves for someone to create the change. They looked at the government and said, what are you doing to create a program for us to be able to keep, help us keep our home and to keep our job? They started looking at their boss and they started asking, what are you going to do to help make sure that I keep my job? People were looking in their own relationships and saying, what are you going to do? that's going to make our relationship better. They, they forgot the general premise that if you want more in your world, you don't look outside, you don't look to the government, you don't look to your boss, you don't look to your spouse, but you look at yourself and you ask yourself, what more can I do to go the extra mile? As a symbol of going the extra mile, I decided to take my small voice and, 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 and create something called the Extra Mile America Tour. And as a symbol of going the extra mile, I took my non-bicyclist 47-year-old body and I pedaled from one ocean of the United States to another, to the other side. And although that's kind of cool in a Forrest Gump sort of way, the real power of the tour was in the 21 cities my staff had created events in where I had the privilege of interviewing people who had gone the extra mile. 
in volunteerism and service to make the world a better place. I interviewed over 200 people, and at the end of the tour, I gave away $10,000 of my own money to the stories that most inspired me. That's how Extra Mile America happened, that I felt this need, this, 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 this message inside me that needed to get out to remind people, and that's where it all began. I can't help, as you were talking about this, to think back on, and I'm a, I'm a boomer, so can't help to think back to uh, John Kennedy's speech about, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. It, it, what, what you're talking about there all kind of parallels that same theme of, um, that, you, that you felt in 2000, 2009. You know, I did. I just, uh, I just felt this, this, this real passion to really try to do my very best, to encourage other people to find the very best version of themselves too. And oftentimes we're either plant, we either plant seeds or we water seeds. But, you know, when we extend, the, the gift that we all have got the ability to extend to others is the, the gift of hope. And when we have hope, as John Maxwell says, when you, when you have hope in the present, you have power in the future. And, and you know, that's all I want to do with my voice. And, 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 and by showing and shining a light on the people that had felt hope in their hearts across the country that had been doing these amazing things, that had been contributing in amazing ways, or who had overcome amazing obstacles, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to use Extra Mile America and shine a light on those people. And from Extra Mile America, the whole mojo continued. Extra Mile Day was created, where now cities across the United States, mayors across America, they recognize their local heroes who are shining a light, who are feeling the hope, who are going the extra mile in volunteerism and service to make their local community better. I was elated on November 1st in 2009 that I somehow my team was able to convince 23 mayors, 23 mayors to join the campaign. But last year, November 1st, 2016, 560 mayors jumped on board. You see, sometimes when you've got an idea and you've got a vision and you just put that, those little baby steps towards it and you start answering the call, 23 grows into 560. Something bigger grows than you could have ever imagined. That's when I always believe, listen to the whisper that's inside you. If you, if you listen to the whisper, that's, the, that's what's showing you your purpose and your passion. And amazing things happen when we take action on the whisper. So two things that just come to mind. One is I did have a question about how did you get from 23 to 560? That's, that's what, from 2009 to 2016, that's seven years? That's, that's pretty incredible growth. Things evolve, especially when you're concentrated on positive, good, amazing things. I think the world's desperate for positivity. There's so much negativity going on that, especially in politics, I think mayors oftentimes want to shine a light on the positive news, the positive goodwill. And, you know, I just think it's such a, a darn blessing that all of a sudden, you know, these people that have been volunteering and serving for so many years now have you know, audiences to clap for them and to say way to go because not only those people inspire us to ask what more can we do, but it also inspires these people who have now been cheered for, clapped for, celebrated to continue to do what they do and to even dream bigger, you know, and so when, when you focus on positivity, positivity is contagious. If, if, you know, when you set yourself on fire with positive stuff, 
Other people want to set themselves on fire with positive stuff too. That's what happened. We went from 23 to 116 and we went from 116 to 228. We went from 361 to 440. The numbers each year kept growing. You know, I, I don't even measure it now by the numbers of cities. I just measure by the number of people that are now able to be clapped for. You know, this year there's going to be over a thousand people, 2,000, 3,000 people that might not have been recognized without Extra Mile Day. That's what I celebrate. Well, you're pretty much doing what I've, um, you know, I've been saying it back in my mind. Somebody needs to do something, and I've, you know, because, you know, everything around us is so negative, and the whole world wants to hear about somebody who's just, you know, crashed and burned. But, you know, there's not enough good news out there, and there's not enough people who are showing the power of the human spirit out there and recognizing them and, and showing that, you know, you know, everything that's around us isn't bad. There is good stuff going on. We just need to recognize it. And it needs to be it needs to be recognized for what it is, and that's you know I commend you for that. That's great. What if the good stuff just starts with us? You know, people in life they look they look for heroes to to rescue me. Oh my gosh, if I only had the mentor, if I had the hero. Oh my gosh, if only a miracle could happen. If I could only win the lottery. Why don't we quit? looking for heroes and why don't we quit looking for miracles and why don't we start to become a hero? Why don't we become a miracle for somebody else? Because you know what? When you start doing that, that's when you start to change and you start to feel like just being able to live life itself is a freaking miracle. You know, that's how I feel. I, I stopped looking for heroes and I started, I just, I just decided to become a hero. Outstanding. So you can describe. Can you describe exactly what happens on November first in these cities? Well, November first, uh, some cities do it a few days ahead. Some do it after. But 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 what we really shoot for is these these city councils, these mayors, to hold these these special meetings to recognize these heroes, to clap for the leader who's been in the Boy Scouts for twenty years and is who's unselfishly given of his or her time, the person who walks the boardwalk and picks up the litter and that's been doing it forever. We're just looking for them to look around their, their nonprofits and their local organizations and just say, wow, you know, that person is amazing. That What that person does is really admirable. And so then they just lift that person's name up. They create some sort of event that allows that person to be celebrated and to be recognized and for us to create a really a feel-good moment. You know, we can never have enough feel-good moments and every time that you and I choose to create a feel-good moment, it makes the world a better place. Today, when you go to the grocery store, why not create a feel-good moment for the person that's checking you out? The next time that you are walking or across the street and you're waiting for a stoplight, why don't you turn to the person next to you and say something super positive and amazing and see if you can create a smile? The next time that the postman delivers your mail, why don't you go up and say, I am so appreciative of the effort that you put in every single day you show up. My mail is going to be here. I am grateful for you you friend. Every single day we have the chance to pass forward positive, grateful words to someone else and that gets the snowball rolling in a most positive, amazing way. That's the world I want to live in, I can tell you that. Um, now, Extra Mile America is more than just a one day a year event. Talk about what happens the other 364 days as you prepare. Well, the whole Extra Mile theme has just become my whole way of life now. You know, I mean, I I, I am just a strong proponent of living the extra mile in every single thing I do. I mean, if if you want to live an extraordinary life, you just keep take you st you stop taking baby steps, and you know, it, I, I I don't just 
talk the talk, I walk the walk. And that's why each, each year now I, I do something that really pushes myself a little bit more in a real – a way that people can picture it. On June 7th, for example, I'm leaving for the United Kingdom. And on June 7th from July 5th, I will be walking, walking with a 25-pound backpack from one coast of England to the other coast. And then I will get to Ireland and I will walk – from one coast to the other, it'll be about a 500-mile trip. Because when you start to train your brain to go the extra mile in every single thing you do, when you go the extra mile in your health and in your, the way you do your work and in the relationships that you have, man, your whole world starts to change. And the greatest message that I could ever pass on to somebody else is if you want to really create change in every way of your life, please remember these four words. Go the extra mile. Outstanding. Well, Sean, it's been a sincere pleasure having you as a guest on Coaching for Real. Unfortunately, our time is is uh, coming to a close. Um, how can our listeners connect with you, get more information on everything you're doing, including, you know, Extra Mile America, your, your books? Um, how can they? I know there's a lot of different ways to get in touch with you. Talk about that for a second. Well, they could they could find me at seananderson.com, seananderson.com, S-H-A-W-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. If they're interested in learning about Extra Mile America and if they've got an awesome, amazing person in their world that they would like to recognize, we would be happy to be able to reach out to that person. They can go to extramileamerica.org.org. That's the best way to reach me. Always Sean at Sean Anderson. I answer all my email, and I hope that people today realize that life is pretty awesome and it's pretty amazing. And the more intention you give to how you live, the more awesome and amazing life becomes. Will there be a way, for instance, for us to communicate with you while you're on your, you know, your walk through the UK? Is it? Are you going to be? Are people going to be able to like text you or you know, Facebook you or whatever as you as you you know to give you encouragement and keep you going? You know, that's a, that's a time that I absolutely use for renewal. And believe it or not, I do that walk without even a cell phone. I, right. I, 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 I melt my life down to the most simple ways so that I truly become in touch with my, yeah. my inner person. I come back more empowered, more passionate, more personal than ever. Because sometimes we let life just start to crowd us with all the noise and chaos around us. If we just simplified our life every once in a while and took the cell phone away, took the TV away, took the electronics away, took everything away – you'll find that you get to know who you are a little bit more. Well, that sounds to me like what you're doing is sharpening the axe. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm sharpening the axe. That's right. No better way to do that than to just shut everything out. Amen. All right. Thank you very much again for being on our show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You create a great day. Thanks. If you're an entrepreneur or a business leader and you're interested in being a guest on this show, uh, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to send you some information. In addition, send me your comments, questions, anything else that might be on your mind. I even welcome criticism and suggestions for improvement. This show is about you, so I want to hear from you, the positive and the constructive, so I can make your experience even better. My email address is ronald at ronaldcraves.com. It has been my sincere pleasure to add value to you through Coaching for Real. May the Lord bless you and keep you until we meet again. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to Coaching for Real today. Be sure to join Ronald Graves again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again very soon.